Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, a highly imperfect podcast full of ideas that I have found to be enlightening and am sharing with the hope that they will, in turn, bless someone else's life too. I am your host, Emily Hamblin. So today I am going to share um, some tips that I've learned about how to get yourself to do something that you don't want to do. And I'm really hesitant (laughs) to do this episode for a few reasons. Number one, I'm no expert in this. There are still things that I need to get myself to do that sometimes I just don't want to do. And I'm still figuring out how to work with myself on those. And um, the other reason is because I feel extremely vulnerable sharing this topic because A lot of the examples that I'm going to use are, um, well, you'll see as I go through, they they just make me feel like I'm airing out a bit of my dirty laundry for the public here. Um, So I will, just to save my own face a little bit, I do value hard work. I try to be a hard worker. I'm usually pretty energetic and passionate about things, but... um, Sometimes I, I struggle with doing things that I know I need to do and I really want to do, but I just don't really want to do at the same time. <laughs> um, so I wrote out some of the things that have worked for me that I've figured out about myself over the years, and hopefully they can help you a little bit. Um, the first thing that helped me tremendously was figuring out my personal tendency. Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Four Tendencies, and in that book, she describes what um, she believes are four basic tendencies that most humans have in terms of meeting their expectations. Her tendencies that she describes in that book include, oh, I have baby here with me. You can hear her. Anyways, the tendencies that she described included um, rebel, upholder, obliger and questioner. If you haven't read or listened to the book, I listened to the audiobook and it was fabulous. I highly recommend it. Um, You can also search The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin online and I'm sure you can find a lot of summaries of those four tendencies. For me personally, I realized, um, so I don't agree 100% with most things and that book's the same because In the book, she doesn't think that you can have both a questioner and an obliger tendency, but I definitely do. So I don't have, I realized listening to it and all of her wonderful examples that I don't have much of the rebel tendency. Um, I kind of am independent. If people tell me to do something or not, I'm kind of usually independent of that. Um, I also wish that I had, but do not have the upholder tendency, um, where I could just write out a to-do list, and because I wrote my own to-do list, I'm going to fulfill it. I've tried for years and years and years to do that, and struggled with why I couldn't get myself to go through my to-do list on my own, and this helped me realize it's because I just don't have that upholder tendency as much as I admire it and wish I had it. I don't have that tendency. I have the questioner tendency. If I can go through and maybe study something out or reason, like give reasons as to why I should do it, 
Um, that's how I am with my exercise. I know that I am so much happier and show up better at home when I work out regularly. And so I, I have set classes that I go to each week. They're on the calendar. My husband supports me. If I need to, I get babysitters. And I really try to not miss it because I know the reasoning and logic behind that. But I also have this obliger tendency, um, and I don't know what percentage of each yet. I'm figuring myself out. Where if someone, for example, workout class, I go really consistently, but I'm often late. (sighs) Even when I don't want to (laughs) be. But if I know that a friend is waiting in the lobby of the gym and they can't get into that class without me, I am going to find ways to not be so late or to be on time. And um, because I have somebody depending on me. That's my the way that my tendencies are. Figuring this out has helped so much. And so, number two that I'm I have figured out with how to get yourself to do something that you don't want to do is to work with your quirks, not against them. So whatever your quirks are, I've told you mine, but figure your own quirks out, um, your your personal tendencies, and work with them instead of spending time arguing in your head. I should just be doing my to do list without any other things to get me to do it and I'm a bad person or whatever um just work with your quirks okay so I know that I need a little bit more reason to get through this to-do list especially for things that I don't want to do then it's okay I'm gonna work with these quirks um I use a lot of other people for support in my life one thing I can think of is when I was pregnant and just so tired And I knew I needed to get off the couch to just put a really simple dinner into the Instant Pot and get get to school to pick up my kids from school. And I was struggling just to get up from the couch. I wasn't sleeping. I was just entirely unmotivated to leave that position. And I knew I needed to. So (laughs) this is where I'm like, ah, everyone's going to laugh. But really, I picked up my phone and I video chatted my mom. And I said, hey, mom, I'm laying on the couch and I really need to get up. My kids need me to get up. Can you do me a favor and just stay on this video chat until I get up? And my mom is an angel. She knew exactly where I was going. And she said, yes, Emily, I will stay here. But I I think you should get up now because, you know, I can't stay on very long. I have appointments coming up or whatever the reasoning was. Um, She knew I needed her to need me to get up. Um, So number three that I have, uh, kind of a similar thing into that, is to tap into your passions. Whatever is going to motivate you, tap into that. I'm very music-driven. When I have music that I have an emotional tie to, it helps me out a a lot. So I went on Amazon Music and created a Emily's Motivational Music Playlist. If you want the link to it, if you want to see my playlist, interested in borrowing some of those songs or all of them, uh, totally happy to share that with you. Send me a message and I'll share that. But I have songs on there like Rise Up by Sandra Day or I have um, Girl on Fire, just different songs that make me feel empowered and push me through that, okay, I can do this. I can do those dishes that I don't want to do, but I know I need to do. Um, The music really helps me out with that a lot. So whatever your passions are, tap into those and use those to 
to help motivate you. Okay. <clears throat> um, n- another uh, really big thing that has helped me, um, so we'll call this number four, is exchanging services. So there's a few different sub points with exchanging services. Um, one, you could just straight up, if you don't like to clean your house and you want a clean house, but you love to cook dinner and you have, maybe you can find a friend that does not like to cook dinner, but doesn't mind cleaning and you can trade services. Hey, if you come clean my house for just an hour a week or whatever, I'll make you dinner. Come up with an agreement to exchange services with them. The biggest exchange of services that I have for me in my life that's helped a lot is finding accountability buddies. I have a good friend that I text many times a week and (laughs) um, actually was uh, just texting a friend yesterday saying, hey, I have to dispute this medical bill. I really don't like doing this. I drag in my feet, but I need to do it because the extra $210 that popped up out of nowhere is not okay for me. And I just don't want to do it. Can you please hold me accountable? Can you ask me about it tomorrow and see how it went? Because make sure that I called them today kind of thing. And in exchange, I, I might say, hey, how's it going with setting that up appointment that you need to set that was hard for you to set. Um, That kind of accountability buddy, just someone who has your similar tendencies, who you already have a good relationship with, tapping into that and saying, okay, can you hold me accountable for this? And in turn, offer to hold them accountable if it helps them. If it doesn't help them, You know, you don't want to push people or judge them for not doing it. That's why you want to have that good relationship beforehand. Okay, um, number five for how to get yourself to do something that you don't want to do is to just ask for help if you need to. My last pregnancy was really, really rough. And I straight up called the missionaries from the church I attend, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No, I texted them. I didn't call them. And they're always saying, how can we help? Can we serve you? Is there anything we can do? And I said, (laughs) this is where you're going to laugh. But if you've been pregnant, you probably get it. I said, my baseboards and blinds are driving me crazy. They are caked with dust. Can you please come over and clean off my baseboards and my blinds? They came and they spent an hour doing that for me. And they cleaned my windows And then they said, can we come back next week and help you organize something else? I said, "Uh, yes, please. They came back. They organized my bathroom cupboards. They organized my linen cupboards. I have another friend that I called on her help to come and organize other cupboards, my pantry. Um, I needed help, and I really did not want to do any of those things, especially while pregnant. So asking for help got me through it. Okay, number six is very similar. If you're able, and you can always hire out help. Uh, I have nothing against you. If you just don't like to clean your house, if you're financially able to paying someone to come and clean it for you. If you don't have money to do it right now in your budget, is there something that you do want to do that you could find some sort of financial gain in? If you like baking, can you spend a day baking and sell the cookies and then 
use the money from the cookie sale to pay someone to come and deep clean your house. These are just ideas, but I'm totally on board with that. Okay, so number seven is once you find what works for you, stick with it. If this accountability buddy thing is working for you, stick with it. But number eight, don't be afraid to change it up. If it's no longer working um, for you to just have someone that you text back and forth, can you find another way to find an accountability buddy or another way to work with your quirks? Don't be afraid to change it up if it's not working. But if it is working, don't be afraid to stick with it. Okay. And number nine, I am so embarrassed for this one. But number nine is, um, if you need to, you can also don't be afraid to ask others for help to set limits. Now, this is my, um, sorry, I have to help baby here just really quick. I know. She wants, I have my notes written on paper and she wants that paper so bad. So, um, as I mentioned in my introduction, I am pretty certain I have ADHD, and the epiphanies that have been coming since I learned that have been awesome, but one thing that I struggle with a lot is social media. I, if I hop on Facebook, just, I don't know, I'll be, I might say, oh, I want to see if there's any pictures of my nieces and nephews posted lately, or... I don't know, just to hop on Facebook and see what's up. Some I will sometimes just start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And before I know it, 45 minutes has gone by and my kids are going crazy and I'm hangry and we're all just in a really upset mood. And my life would have been so much better had I realized how much time I had on there. And I've, in the past, I've set up like time limits on my phone where, and then it says, okay your 15 minutes is up and I'll just, (laughs) it works for like a week or two. And then I just start to tap, oh, ignore, remind me in 15 more minutes, remind me in 15. And then I do it three times without even thinking of it. And we're 45 minutes in the hole again. So my wonderful husband is so good at not judging me for my weaknesses and instead supporting me in them. Um, He is the one with my Facebook password. I don't know my Facebook password. I have Messenger on my phone, and he has to put the password in for me anytime I want to get on it. And I have a time limit. When that time is up each day, he needs to put in the password, or I'm just done with Facebook time. I also have Facebook saved on my computer. The password is saved, so if I really needed to get a hold of someone or do something, I could. It's just adding another layer of difficulty so I don't suck into it while I'm sitting on the couch and I'm supposed to be playing with my kids and somehow I find myself reading that someone ate a peanut butter sandwich for lunch and it's just not what I want to be doing with my time but um, that guideline has helped me use the time the way I really want instead of the way my impulses tend to lead me to use it. Um, number 10 for how to get yourself to do something you don't want to do is to create a blog, social media post, podcast, or other avenue to hold yourself publicly accountable. And that's actually the reason why I started this podcast. It was almost, actually was pretty impulsive. Um, So everyone listening, please hold me accountable for this. 
there is a book that I want to read. I think it will help me be a better mother and a better um, teacher, but especially mother. It's called The Explosive Child by Ross Green. I've read the first few chapters and they are phenomenal. But for some reason, my mind wanders every time I try to make the time to read the other chapters. So I'm going to do podcasts on the chapters that I read. Um, I'm now publicly accountable. Within a week, ask me for (laughs) a podcast on where I'm at in that book and what I've learned and how I plan to apply it. Okay. So some sort of um, public accountability might might help you out. And I'm, I'm really hoping this helps me because I want to read the book. I need to read the book, I think. And I just need a connection to kind of oblige myself to do it because of my, my weaknesses there. Okay, number 11. You can celebrate the after. So when I finally finish cleaning up all of this bill disputation that I have of the medical bill that I received, um, I'm going to celebrate not just that I've saved myself the money and not that the headache is behind me, but that I actually did it. Yes, good job, Emily. You did that thing you didn't want to do and kind of congratulate myself on that. But guys, don't forget to love yourself before and during those little motivation lulls, we'll call them. Those times when it's hard to get up off the couch doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you need a little bit of help to get up off the couch. Love yourself during that. And then once you get up off the couch, celebrate it. Um, Sometimes (laughs) I will even text close friends or call my mom or something to, to brag about something like, Hey, guess what? I just finished. I finally made that appointment for the specialist that was really hard to make. Aren't you so proud of me? And I don't know how much other people care, but they're supportive of me anyways. Because I have great um, support in my life. Okay, finally, number 12 is movement over motivation. Um, This is something my good friend Ashley has taught me a lot that sometimes you might not have the motivation to get up off the couch. If you just start moving, you'll probably keep going. And I've noticed that too when I don't feel like making dinner. If I just walk into the kitchen and pick up an onion and start to peel the onion, even if I don't know what I'm making for dinner yet, I'll usually end up with a meal within 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I've said so many times, the hardest part of me getting to the gym is walking out the front door. I know if I walk out the front door with my shoes on and my water bottle in hand and my keys in hand, I'm going to have an awesome workout. I'm going to love it. I'm going to be so glad that I went. I'm going to come home with all sorts of endorphins and feeling better. But I just need to make myself get to the door sometimes. If you can get yourself moving and then you know, five, five, and even maybe, um, maybe you don't have it in you to go to the gym and do a full on workout. So that's where I tell myself that we have progress over perfection, that you don't need to be perfect. I mean, maybe you won't get a hundred percent of a workout in, but 1% of a workout is a whole lot better than 0% of a workout. Uh, If you just say, okay, I don't have it in me to work out tonight. I'm going to do five minutes. 
A five-minute workout may end up leading to a 20 or a 40 or a 60-minute workout, or it may just stay at five minutes. Either way, it's better than zero. Sometimes just giving yourself a little bit will help you to get a lot more. Okay, so those are a lot of the ideas that I have on getting myself to do something that I don't want to do. But um, like I said, I'm still learning and sometimes I still struggle with this. So I'd love to hear your ideas. Uh, if you have a different tendency than me, if you have similar tendencies, whatever it may be, uh, send me a message or um, let me know that what is it that you have found that motivates you into action when there's something that you need to do and even want to do, but you at the same time don't really want to do. <laughs> I would love to hear your ideas. Thanks for your time and have an awesome day.